Welcome to Ecclesia Principles, a biblical strategy for believers to engage in God's design for government with Ray Eppard. Hello, glad you could join us again today. This week, I want to kind of look at the opposite side of things um, from a lot of what we've been teaching. And when I say the opposite side, I want to go into some things that we are not saying. Because a lot of times when you get discussing some of these things, uh, a lot of people's thoughts go to places that that's not really what you're saying. And so with this, uh, I want to kind of identify uh, the boundaries of what God has said in his word that we we know his word to be true that will keep with keep us within the framework of scripture and so with this because a, a lot of times see thoughts and ideas are like highways um, once you get on them they keep going unless you get off somewhere and uh, some of them do come to a dead end but by and large, a lot of times the thoughts that we're talking about, people run with them further than the Scripture tells us to go. And so God has set some parameters, if you would. God has set boundaries. In, in Genesis chapter 1, I've recently done a uh, series at our church that uh, I've identified at least six things that God did on each day of creation. It, it, it was just amazing to me to see that because part of what Genesis chapter 1 and 2 and 3 are all about is to teach us how God works. We're in His image and His likeness. We need to know how He functions. And so particularly chapter 1 shows us how He works, which means that's how we should work. And on each day of creation, God established boundaries. He established boundaries. I'll just say it with uh, day one, when he said, let there be light. Then he divided the light from the darkness. The darkness he called night. The light he called day. If you would, he separated them. He created a boundary for the night. He created a boundary for the day. And so with that, you see, uh, I'll give you another one real quick. But when God made the, the fish and the animals uh, later in the week, fish, he created a boundary. By and large, you ever hear the phrase, a fish out of water? God set a boundary for where a fish could function. God set a boundary for where birds could function. Now, they can fly and they can function on earth. But fish, excuse me, but birds cannot live in the water. They can go in the water, but they got to come out. There is a boundary. Everything in creation has a boundary. And so when we're studying Scripture, we need to understand that everything has boundaries. And so with what we've been talking about with the Ecclesia, and beginning to implement uh, God's will into the earth, there's things that we have to understand. 
with that or else uh, we will jump to conclusions that are not correct if we try to jump over those boundaries that are in plain scripture, plain sight. So first, let's go to Matthew chapter 25, and we'll read verses 31 through 33. Now, we're not going to go into this entire passage because the criteria of this judgment that we'll be looking at isn't our focus today. Our focus is on who is at the judgment and what he does with them and how that applies to what we've been talking about. So let's begin reading with verse 31. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the holy angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. Now this is talking about Jesus sitting on the throne of David in Jerusalem, that he will be there. This is the second advent. It is his second coming. It is when he actually sets foot back on this earth. That's when this is talking about. It's talking about the millennial reign of Christ. And if you would, it's really talking about the transition period between the uh, tribulation and, uh, if you would, the full implementation of his kingdom. Uh, don't have time to get into that, but if you if you look at the number of days, uh, a lot of the prophecies in Daniel, Revelation talk about, it kind of identifies that there's a 45-day transition uh, between those two. But with this, he's on the throne, verse 32. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate them one from another, as a shepherd divides his sheep from the goats. Now, here it says all nations will be gathered before him. Well, let's just analyze this a little bit. It's saying the nations will be gathered. It's not saying all the people of the earth will be gathered. The nations will be gathered. If you would, in New York, there's a building that houses the United Nations. They hold meetings there. If you would, you can say the nations gather there. Doesn't mean all the people gather there, but all the representatives of the nations gather there. So if you would, <laughs> number one, Jerusalem could not hold all the people of the world. It couldn't. That, that could not happen in Jerusalem. He couldn't gather all the people of the world. It would not hold it. What this is talking about is he's gathering the leaders of all the nations of the world. Then it goes on in verse 33. He says, and he will set the sheep on his right hand, and but the goats on the left. So he separates these nations into what is called sheep nations and goat nations. Now, the rest of it, and I'll just kind of do an overarching thing with the, the rest of the judgment. This is a judgment of nations. If you would, this is the judgment of the policies of those nations toward Israel 
and toward the church. Because the phrase is, if you've done it unto the least of these, my brethren. Well, who are Jesus' brethren? Well, when it comes to the church, Jesus is the firstborn among many brethren. We are his brothers. He is our older brother, if you would. And from that standpoint, the policies that nations hold toward the church matter to God. Then secondly, who else is his brethren? Jesus physically is a descendant of Abraham. He is a Jew. He is of the house of Israel. He is of the lineage of David. Jesus' physical family is the Jewish people, the descendants of Abraham through Isaac. So here, this judgment of the nations is a judgment of those nations' policies toward the Jews. So many people think this is an individual judgment. This is not an individual judgment. Uh, Most every Bible, like, like mine that I'm looking at here on the screen, Son of Man will judge the nations. These are judgments of the policies of nations. Now, to the point of what I'm not saying, it is our stewardship. It is a part of our stewardship. It is a part of our responsibility to work toward the Lord's prayer being a reality. That his kingdom comes, his will is done on earth as it is in heaven. We are to seek for his will to be done on earth the way it is in heaven. But here's the thing. That's not going to happen 100%. It's not. If we, the bottom line is in our nation, in the United States, we are to work to bring our nation, the Ministry of Reconciliation, we're to bring our nation as close as we possibly can to being in alignment with God. But guess what? We're not the only people in this nation. We're not the only ones that have a say. So that doesn't mean that automatically just because I want it that it's going to happen. But I am responsible to God for seeking his kingdom being expressed in the earth. I am to work to that end. I have a stewardship. I'm to endeavor to bring the kingdom of God into manifestation in this world. That's part of my duty to God. But as we see here, when Jesus comes back, there will be sheep nations. There will be nations that, not that they will be perfect or completely in alignment with God, but they will be compliant, at least, with God. They will have, in particularly this case, their policies toward Israel will be what they should have been. 
their policies and how they treat the church will be what they should have been. They will be inclined toward the things of God. There are goat nations that will exist and do exist now. There's sheep and goat nations now. Uh, it's just when he comes, he separates them and it's identified which one's which. And, and largely, one of the biggest things that you use to determine a sheep nation is what are their policies toward Israel and what are their policies toward the church. That is, that's the, the hinge that everything turns on for a sheep nation. Now, the goat nations, their policies are not right toward Israel. Their policies are not right toward the church as far as God is concerned. God disapproves of how they deal with Israel. God disapproves of how they deal with the church, his brethren. And as a result of that, those leaders, if you go on and read in the rest of the passage, those leaders will be, go ahead and be cast into hell at that point, and Jesus will put someone else in charge of those nations at that juncture. <laughs> it won't be a democracy. He will be pointing, appointing people at that point who will do his will. Now, here's the thing. Are we going to be a sheep nation? Are we going to be a sheep nation? The United States. Now, I'm going to talk more about this tomorrow because there's, there's a mindset that we need to have that is vitally important. So join us again tomorrow. Follow us on YouTube and Facebook on our Ray Eppard pages. This program was brought to you by Victory Worship Center and World Outreach. Services Sunday, 9 o'clock and 11 o'clock, 200 Hammond Lane, Stanton, Virginia. To everything, there is a season, a time to plant and a time to harvest. Ecclesiastes 312. Augustus Seed is an independent, family-owned and operated seed company located in the Shenandoah Valley of Virginia. They provide quality seed, first-class genetics, and affordable prices. Get your seed and start planting today. Contact Augustus Seed online at AugustusSeed.com.